a podcast, resource, community, and digital media platform. This is Shmoney Radio. Good morning, Shmoney honeys, and welcome back to Shmoney Radio. I am your host, Anastasia Barbuzzi, and I don't know about you, but it feels really good that the warmer weather is here. I'm sitting in my office right now and the sun is out, the birds are chirping. Just kind of makes you feel like a whole new person and re-energized, which is exactly how I felt after chatting with today's guest, lawyer and entrepreneur Darielle Teitelbaum, founder of All Contracts. Now, if you're a small business owner, an entrepreneur, or a freelancer, there's probably a chance that you've had to think about hiring legal help at some point in your career. And you might be wondering, even just as an individual, why it's so expensive to work with a lawyer. That is where all contracts comes in. Founded by Darielle herself, a Toronto-based millennial corporate lawyer and two-time entrepreneur, All Contracts aims to democratize the legal process by providing downloadable and reliable legal contract templates for Canadian entrepreneurs, catering specifically to athletes, artists, wellness professionals, and entrepreneurs. Every All Contract is lawyer-drafted according to recent Canadian law. And what I love about all contracts, and I mean, I've used the service myself, is that they're very detailed and very niche as well. So if you're a photographer, a podcaster, a freelance copywriter, there is a contract template for you and all contracts constantly updates their range and adds new things to their array of contracts available so that there is something for everybody. So if you want to get the basics covered for your biz, learn more about why legal protection is so expensive, or hear about why entrepreneurialism isn't for everyone, which Darielle goes off on a great little anecdote about why she believes that, then definitely listen to this episode. I think it clears the air about a couple of things about the cost of legal help, But Darielle is such a successful, smart entrepreneur herself that I think there's a lot of great little tangible tips and pieces of advice she gives throughout this episode that could be very useful to anyone. So if you're ready to dive in, let's get started. Welcome to Shmoney Radio. I'm so happy to have you a part of the Founding Femme series. And since my goal with this series is to really give young women a true look at what it takes to build and sustain a business, I'd love to get into the nitty gritty details about your business. So can you introduce yourself to the audience and tell them about what you do now? Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Um, So I'm a business lawyer based out of Toronto, and I have my own small boutique firm called All Legal. um, And I'm also an entrepreneur. uh, And I recently-ish, I guess, (laughs) during the pandemic, 2020 launched a second business called All Contracts, which is an online template shop for Canadian entrepreneurs looking for quick and affordable and reliable legal protection. Um, 
And yeah, aside from that, I'm pretty active and I enjoy, you know, the arts and I'm part of different kind of fitness communities. And yeah, I come from a creative background of, you know, working in strategy and advertising. So kind of been able to to merge all of my interests uh, by creating my own businesses. You mentioned coming from a creative background. So what made you interested in pursuing law in the first place? Yeah, yeah. So I came, I did like an arts degree and have a background in speech and drama and did a bunch of acting. Um, and so genuinely, I didn't have like a burning desire to go to law school from the get go. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of in between careers at the time and looking for something where I felt like I would be intellectually stimulated, but also you know, doing meaningful work and helping people as, you know, cliche as that sounds. Um, And so, yeah, I wrote my LSAT and I kind of just figured I would see what happened. And then once I got in and decided that I did want to go to law school, it was in law school that I really um, found, you know, my niche and my interest in different areas of law. I feel going from what you were originally doing before you started, you know, pursuing law, that was a big jump by itself, but then also taking the jump to start your own business is a whole other thing. So what made you feel like confident enough to take that step of starting your own business? Yeah, I don't think I actually felt confident enough (laughs) to take the step. I think it was really out of necessity that I could just feel, you know, in my body and my soul that this wasn't making me happy working in a traditional law firm wasn't for me. It wasn't the lifestyle I wanted. I didn't feel like myself and I wasn't fulfilled when I wasn't pursuing, you know, my other passions. And so, yes, again, I don't think it was like a conscious, I feel ready and confident, not at all. I think it was just more of a belief in, you know, my capabilities and the need for this kind of service, like a law firm that was accessible. And, and, I was working with someone else at the time who was off on his own. So I think role modeling and seeing that, that it was possible and he was young and he, um, you know, had a, had a, a regular life outside of work. Um, so that kind of gave me the confidence, I suppose, to, to see that it was possible and then kind of taking the fear away and, and replacing that with excitement that I could actually, you know, architect a life that I wanted or build, build a practice that suited um, me. Uh, And it was slow and definitely came with uh, a lot of moments of insecurity and and things like that. But it definitely wasn't a moment that I felt, you know, all the boxes were ticked. I was ready. I was confident. That's not really how it went. I think I can relate a little bit on that basis of, you know, never feeling like anything is perfect or ready but just having to eventually take the leap and and have some faith in taking the leap to to really just get things moving and get things started. Someone said that to me once the same thing that you can't wait to, until something's perfect. He was actually like a coder and he's like, you know, you have to just put it out there and then you can go back and make tweaks and, and there's different iterations, but if you're just waiting for it to be absolutely, you know, user-friendly, perfect from the get-go, you know, you'll never, you'll never launch. So I think that's really good advice for any new entrepreneur. Absolutely. And I'm sure that was nerve wracking, you know, especially with the technical element of your business where you're actually 
giving people a product or a template and maybe living in fear a little bit that things won't work correctly or they won't look good. So, I mean, I think we'll probably get into a little bit more of that in the bulk of the interview here. But before we kind of jump into more about the business side of things, I'd love to hear a little bit more about exactly what all contracts is. You mentioned that you offer templates to entrepreneurs and in businesses, but I'd love for you to go into a little bit more detail and tell us a little bit about the name. Yeah. So all stands for athletes, artists, wellness professionals, and entrepreneurs. And so when I launched my law firm in 2017, Uh, The name was really significant, that acronym, because that was the community that I really wanted to focus on. Those were the communities that I was and still am part of. Um, I'm a cycling instructor and a runner and I, you know, love the arts. So, um, yeah, it was important for me to kind of really dial down and speak to um, new entrepreneurs, startups, people who are just needing help getting off the ground. Um, And then so naturally, when I launched all contracts, I wanted it to be a branch of that. Um, And it really grew out of, you know, the need that I was hearing from my clients who needed a quick fix, who potentially couldn't afford to hire a lawyer, um, you know, and because I have so much business experience now within those industries. Um, It only made sense to kind of carry on the the name and the logo to the template shop. So all contracts serves the same community. We have templates that are curated for um, artists, you know, people who are graphic designers and then athletes, personal trainers, um, you know, any, any sort of coach, um, you know, wellness, Uh, professionals, and then entrepreneurs who are just looking for the basic templates like NDAs, independent contractor agreements, client services agreements, website terms and conditions. Um, And so, yeah, the site is just kind of like another offering to those people who don't want to go through the process of hiring a lawyer. I was definitely one of those people. And I mean, Obviously, the affordability of legal, anything legal, is pretty unaffordable in the first place. And I'm looking forward to getting into a little bit more of that as well. But I've been fortunate enough to experience the uh, contracts process, if you will. And in full transparency, one of the reasons I decided to purchase some of my contracts from AWE is because of the super affordable price point. And As a new business owner, I feel like this is something that a lot of entrepreneurs or small businesses can appreciate. So can you give us a little bit more insight into your price transparency and how you price things so affordably? Yeah. And I mean, I'm so grateful that you happen to to purchase and love the product. And that's really, you know, the goal for me is to have as many people using it and getting accessible, reliable contracts. So I'm willing to kind of put the price down, even though, you know, the hours and the, the kind of quality of the contract is something that I would give to my one-on-one, you know, retained clients. But that really was always a goal. I do a lot of education and speaking. And so putting the price point somewhere that's affordable for entrepreneurs was super important um, for me. And it still might look unaffordable to some folks, which makes sense because, you know, it's not nothing, but if you're comparing it to, you know, standard legal fees, it is really affordable. Um, 
So yeah, I wanted to price the kits, which are um, kind of the, the contract bundles where you get four or more contracts just at a flat price, um, which is so affordable if you break down each contract. Um, and I just didn't want it to be a barrier of what, when people were choosing kits, which one to pick, you know, based on price. So I just decided to do it uniform. You know, I did some market research and made it um, below my competitors. And then for the single templates, um, it's just what I thought, you know, was fair in terms of the value, but also keeping it, um, like you said, accessible, especially given the life span of the contract, right? Because for folks listening, it's a template. So as you grow, you can absolutely reuse the template, you know, up your prices, change your policies. So it is an investment, like you're, you're paying something, but you're hopefully able to kind of reuse it and tweak it as you and your business kind of changes and grows. Um, and so, yeah, the price of one contract is basically the price of a typical lawyer's hourly rate. And so that's where the price kind of came from. And typically for a lawyer to draft a contract would be four plus hours. So doing the math, like it's a great deal. I spent a little bit over $100 for the contract that I purchased. And like you said, four or five plus hours for regular fees, you're looking at four or $500 in comparison. So it's pretty amazing that you have all these offerings, especially for huge, diverse array of professions and categories, personal trainers to even podcasters. Love to hear a little bit more about why legal protection is so unaffordable, not to illegitimize lawyers' legal fees at all. I'm not, you know, the expert on why legal fees are so high. Um, But what I can tell you is that, you know, what's factored in is, you know, law school is super expensive and three years plus articling, we pay for really expensive law society fees and insurance thousands of dollars a year. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and then, you know, there's, there's fees and it's just kind of like any profession, like, dentists and, you know, where the fees are are Mm -hmm. high. Um, And there is a high value to our time, right? We've put in all this education. So we're experts in in this field. Do I think that they should be this high? I mean, not necessarily, but that definitely is the industry um, standard to have super high hourly rates, especially if you're going to a big full service firm or if you're in Toronto and you're familiar with Bay Street, like a big Mm -hmm. Bay Street firm, you're looking at, you know, $500 $500 plus hourly rates um, for partners. And that's nor- and that's standard. Um, and so I agree. I think especially, you know, price aside, why is the, why is the law so inaccessible and in terms of being difficult to understand? And that's where I feel like I can also really help and, and tackle um, because you're right. I think it's so intimidating, not understanding the legalese and the legal jargon and things like that. So that's why with our templates, we also include like a little legal glossary so that you feel confident using the contracts. The contracts are generally written in plain English so that you can understand it so that your client can understand it. Mm -hmm. And both parties are going to adhere to the terms. Of course, there's still the legal terms that need to be there for the, you know, legitimacy and effectiveness of the contract. Um, But Absolutely. That's a big focus of mine, providing workshops and education. So so it is a little bit more accessible as to why do I need this contract or what does this clause mean or how does it protect me? Um, I hope that answers your question, yeah. but I agree that there's no real 
solid reason why, but it is the norm that the foods are, are inaccessible for sure. You're right. Obviously you pay for certain things to be a lawyer or run your business and you spend a lot of money on school. Education is expensive and you're an expert in your field. Obviously that's reason enough to be charging a higher rate. To answer your question further of like, why am I paying this? Like I said, it's, it's also an investment because yes, it's a few hundred dollars up front, but it's a type of insurance, right? Why do you pay insurance? It's, it's to prevent the worst case scenario, because if, if, Worst case, you are sued or there's an issue, you have a contract to protect you. So that's why you're paying and you're not getting a free template off the internet or or something that you found because you want to trust that it's going, that you invested and you're going to, you know, you feel protected that way as well. So how did you go about creating all of your contracts that you provide? Because there are so many different types. Just from a place of need of what are the basic contracts that people need? Okay, that's like the entrepreneur kit or those basic contracts. And then, like you said, you know, you can really go granular and and create, create, create. And it honestly came from my clients. So I learn a ton from working with my clients. So like you said, I mean, I might know a lot about the fitness industry because I'm in it, but it isn't until I'm working one-on-one with a personal trainer who's telling me, you know, their pain points and what's frustrating them and their clients aren't showing up and all these things that we kind of proactively create an agreement. So through the years of having my own firm, I have a lot of, you know, precedents and templates and, and, and it, it was funny. I was like seeing the same things over again and writing similar contracts over again. So just based on my experience in those industries, also working with influencers, right? I think it helps to, you know, be aware of the platforms people are using, how people are sharing, especially with social media. I have an interest in intellectual property. So, um, you know, working with, with influencers and content creators gave me the insight into what are the clauses and terms that are super important to these folks. And so it really is through my experience in these um, industries that I created um templated versions that I thought other people in those industries might benefit from. And it's definitely take, took a long time and it's still a work in progress. I have like a running list. And when customers say to me, you know, it'd be great if you had this contract, I'm listening and I'm, you know, keeping a running list to add, but I'm only adding once I feel that it's like a really comprehensive, um, template because that's something that I'm proud of that the templates really do speak to like the nature of the industry so if you're a graphic designer I've got you covered in terms of revisions and late fees and client communication and all the things that I've heard are such a pain you know from people so um yeah it definitely has taken a while but I kind of just started out based on like my experience and then need like what I was hearing people asking for like wanting um one of the more recent ones was like an online program agreement because all of maybe because of COVID I don't know people were launching all these kind of evergreen online courses where there was not as much one-on-one but like these these programs or courses or webinars that would just live on and so that's been a really popular new template and totally based on feedback. There's so many different things that have popped up over the course of the pandemic that you probably have an entire separate running list for. 
I also think it's so smart because it's like creating this sort of loyalty to all contracts too. Like if someone submits an idea to you or you get a number of requests for the same contract and you serve that directly to people, it's like, how couldn't you take advantage kind of thing? Why is it so important to have that type of legal documentation? I know you mentioned a few things before, but could you give us a bit more detail? It's really, um, yes, it's like a kind of protection against the worst case scenario. But what I always say to to people as well is that it's also an organizational tool. So like you said, for the example of a podcast release, um, it's a great way to kind of, first of all, look professional. It shows that you have your ducks in a row and you're taking your business seriously. But it also, you know, some people fear using contracts because they're like, no, it's friendly. It's chill. This is my friend and all of that stuff, which might be true, but it's not a negative thing to the other person. It actually protects both parties. So using that contract as an organizational tool to say, this is the date of the podcast. This is what you can expect. You know, this is how I'm going to use the materials. Um, You know, you lay out terms like who's going to own the content afterwards, things like that. Obviously, each contract is different, tailored to the need, but it really does set out the mutual expectation of the parties. And like I said, in terms of the organizational tool, it kind of prevents you from having to kind of send that same email over again to your clients. You know, this is the scope of work. This is how I take payment. This is what happens. You know, everything is all in one place. It's also a nice way, especially as a new entrepreneur, to set a bit of distance between you and your client because you're no longer the bad guy. You have something, a piece of paper, evidence, a contract, and you can refer back to it, you know, as per the contract, actually, um, payment was due yesterday or, you know, what have Mm -hmm. you, and you don't have to feel like, um, you know, you don't have any sort of systems in place. So I really do believe that of course it's a form of protection that, like I said, worst case scenario, you're protecting yourself against liability. You're setting out, you know, um, dispute resolution clauses, which means how are issues going to be resolved if issues arise? And those are practical and necessary things. But a, a huge part of the contract is just other terms that make your life easier. Like I said, laying out payment policies, laying out privacy policies, laying out, um, you know, how you can terminate the contract, which is so useful for both people. Um, so yeah, I can go on and on, but basically yeah. I think there's lots of reasons uh, to invest in a good contract. It basically eliminates a lot of stress. Like you said, when it yes. comes to payment too, it's really so much easier to just highlight whichever clause, you know, you, you stated the payment is due by or how much it actually was and literally just send that off. Like once you have a signature, kind of just guarantees that things are going to move along as guaranteed, right? Do you believe that this kind of online template idea is a way of the future in a sense, especially for many of the small and independent businesses that are popping up online? and even freelancers who are self-employed? Great question. Um, It's funny because I've had people say to me, you know, you're like pricing yourself out basically because at this point when clients come to me from my law firm and they need a certain contract, I always tell them about all contracts as a cheaper uh, solution and they're super excited to hear about it. And and obviously I could be making, you know, a lot more money if I, if I didn't tell them and I just worked one-on-one and created this contract. But 
like I said, my goal is to kind of democratize this and, and let people um, who feel confident enough to use a template. And if it suits you, I do think that it is a, like an amazing resource and solution for new entrepreneurs. And there's a time and a place to hire a lawyer. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm very mindful about which templates I offer. I only offer templates where it makes sense, where the law isn't really jurisdiction-based because all contracts is for you know, people across the country. Mm -hmm. So for example, I don't offer employment contracts because that, that's specific to your province and the legislation in your province. So um, in corporations, you know, you, you should use a lawyer. So I think knowing when you can kind of use a template and save yourself some time and money definitely makes sense. And, and there are still clients of mine who have really unique businesses. There's no template for it and we work together, but I don't think you're cutting corners by using templates that are well-written and written by um, a lawyer who's in your jurisdiction, um, especially if it's speaking to what you do. And like you said, kind of when you see the contract, you see terms that you didn't even think of. And if there are terms that are missing, you can still hire a lawyer for an hour or so just to review it, which I do recommend if 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 you have questions and things like that, because it's not legal advice that that business is not a law firm. So, um, and even still that would be more cost effective than having, you know, a lawyer draft it um, from scratch. So to answer your question, I, I definitely think it's uh, going to be the way of the future in, in some way, shape or form. And I don't think it's a bad thing. Maybe my colleagues would disagree because like I said, it's taking business away from law firms, but I think where entrepreneurs can use templates, they they should because um, depending on the template, it, it can provide the, the right protection. I love what you said about democratizing this whole process. How do you plan to make things more accessible moving forward? We're going to be introducing payment plans, which I haven't had and have been asked for mm -hmm. in the past. Um, another you know, thing that I'm working on is, so right now we have kits, which are things that I kind of like the basic contracts that I think make sense for a mm -hmm. X, for a graphic designer or a website designer. Um, but I've had folks say, well, what if I want to kind of make my own? So we're working on that to do like a make your own kit, which I'm really excited about. Um, I'm not sure how that's going to be priced just yet, full transparency, but mm -hmm. I think that's a great way to kind of get exactly what you need. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I'm always kind of thinking of ways to just reach more people, whether that's providing more education or, you know, affiliations and things like that. Um, but like you said, it's pretty affordable right now. That's the, the goal. And I don't want it to be, you know, too, too cheap either, because I think it is important to make a conscious investment into your business. But yeah, we'll see how it how it evolves. I am just curious for those people who might be listening and maybe interested in a payment plan. How will that work exactly? And selfishly, I'm just curious, does it worry you at all the whole payment plan concept? Like how how do you regulate something like that and and make sure people are keeping up with payments? Honestly, like you spoke to before <laughs> in terms of anxiety around the tech when I launched, it was real, especially because that's not my forte. So mm -hmm. I'm actually working with um, 
someone wonderful who's working on the site and she's helping me with that. So I believe, I don't know yet, um, that we're going to have some sort of, uh, the site is hosted on Shopify, that there's going to be some sort of app that's integrated. And I think they deal with the payment plan. I'm not exactly sure um, how and how exactly, like how you kind of make sure someone (laughs) adheres to it and and how that works. So um, I can report back offline, but um, (laughs) that's kind of how how we're going to go. It's going to be through an app. Is there anything else you're working on that you can let us in on or tell us about like what's next for all contracts? Yeah, I feel really like motivated this year, especially because it's kind of been like a slow build. So as I kind of mentioned, I'm now working with um, a new uh, website kind of I don't know if she's a designer or developer, you know, she's kind of uh, new new to my team. So I'm really excited because we are redoing the website a little bit, just giving it a bit of a facelift, which, um, which is good. Cause I think, you know, I was just juggling so many things alone before. Um, so I'm excited about that. So it's going to be a little bit of a new look, trying to keep things like super simple and clean and clear for the uh, customer. Um, we've taken time to kind of call certain customers and get some feedback, um, which you know about. Part of that is, like you said, like re-strategizing pricing, adding those payment plans. And then what I would love to do, which is always a goal, and she's kind of going to help me with kind of once we launch is do some sort of membership portal or membership um, because the goal really is to create a community. It's amazing. Uh, the people who work with me and my firm and the people who use the contracts all tend to be like super creative, amazing entrepreneurs. And I'd love to create a, like a forum or a way for people to connect uh, outside of contracts, but it's such a good way to potentially do cross referrals or share information. Haven't fleshed out exactly what that would look like. Um, I don't even know that it would be paid, but you know, like thinking about that, like a membership thing and then just more resources, like more education. I do it on the side anyways. Like I, I teach um, and give workshops. So whether that's offering like a course for entrepreneurs or just some, you know, content, it's just, you know, time, but those are all things that I would love to see the brand kind of move towards. For anyone listening, if you sign up to our newsletter, I will be announcing any sort of workshops or like you said, webinars, um, and get a feel for, for what, um, folks want to, want to learn about. But, um, yeah, it's funny. It's like things that I take for granted or you take for granted. It's just like an, nice way to share and, and kind of connect with other entrepreneurs as well. Cause I know it can be really intimidating at the startup phase, getting everything together. You want to, you know, look professional, you want to be taken seriously. Um, and so knowing what, it, what you need and, and what these things mean can go a long way. What is your ultimate goal for awe? If you had one big overarching goal for your business, what would it be? I want it to be like a trustworthy hub where you can go to get what you need and feel that sigh of relief that you have, you know, the basics covered for your business. And then the cherry on top would be to have some sort of community as well there that you could rely on to maybe answer other questions or provide other resources. If you're looking to find a graphic designer or almost like, you know, a a community, um, So that would be the goal for sure. Some sort of community, central, trustworthy 
space to give entrepreneurs that feeling of like peace. Security. That always feels nice. Yes. Last couple of questions for you. This is one that I ask all of the guests on this series, because I think it's something super cliche that we hear a lot, not just entrepreneurs, but in general. And it's that a lot of industry vets or people who've been in business for a long time always say that we need a thick skin to survive business or entrepreneurship. What does it actually take to get through like those uphill battles or little bumps in the road when things get rocky? Entrepreneurship is great, but it's really not for everyone. I say that to <laughs> a lot of people and that's okay. That's totally okay for you to love your you know nine to five job and do your side projects. That's great um, because it can get hard and I really think it's, you know, perseverance and a willingness to change because things change. And I think just being adaptable is is very important as an entrepreneur. Um, even with me rebranding my website, you know, it's hard at first because it's like put so much time into it, but being open-minded to what people really want and people, um, what resonates right now. So, and then I think just, um, giving yourself time. People assume it happens like so quickly and overnight. And that also goes with hardships. Like when something difficult happens, taking a step back and having the hard hard conversation and kind of not rushing to react right away. Um, mm-hmm. If you can, obviously, if it's like a fire that you need to put out, then you've got to do that. But, um, you know, major business decisions, I think it's important to take a step back and kind of ask around. I I say this all the time, talk to your peers, find out pricing, talk to mentors. And yeah, like it's not always easy. You know, friendships can be ruined through business. Financially, it can be a big strain. So just being really practical about, you know, what your goals are, what you're willing to kind of put into the business. Um, understanding that it's not going to be all rosy all the time, but having like those, those systems of support in place, I would say is like key, you know, who are you going to go to when, when times get tough, who are your mentors? Um, how much do you have saved you know, or put away for this big emergency? Um, reminding yourself of your goals, understanding that you're not always going to be inspired and motivated. And I talk to my entrepreneur friends about this all the time, you know, there are times where you're just like, I don't want to work on my business or I'm not feeling it. And that's okay. And I think that's totally normal and should be more talked about because um, of course there's a passion there, but it's not practical that it's always going to feel, you know, exciting and you're going to have that burning passion to work on it 24 seven. And then lastly, to that point, don't work on it 24 seven, you know, like (laughs) take a step back and, have a hobby, do something that makes you feel good. Often my most creative times is when I'm going for a run or, you know, not working on my business. So I think that's really key as well. Um, So yeah, those are just some of the personal things that I do. Last question for you here, speaking of mentors and, you know, inspiration, if there's a resource like a book or a podcast or a person that has really helped shape your entrepreneurial journey and philosophy up until this point. Can you please leave the audience with what that is? That's such a tough question because I think it's 
like ongoing and sometimes it's like a quote and sometimes it's a song and sometimes it's a podcast. Um, but for me, a huge, huge motivator and help from the beginning um, was a friend slash business coach of mine. And she was really instrumental in kind of making the shift of um, even hiring my first person and then moving into all contracts and dealing with conflict there. And, um, you know, as much as you might have like loving support elsewhere, like you said, to just pick you back up, it was really helpful to have a strategic brain um, who could really give me tactical and practical um, advice. And so whether or not you want to hire a coach, I think it's important to have a network of other entrepreneurs to mm-hmm. chat to. And I have another close friend entrepreneur and we've kind of had like parallel journeys and having her to chat to, especially on at times where I was working alone, um, was instrumental in, you know, feeling grounded and hopeful and hearing about her wins made me excited about like building my business. Um, so yeah, I think it's just like finding a community of other entrepreneurs or like you mentioned, seasoned vets or seasoned entrepreneurs. Um, that for me, I would say it was and is like my business coach. Um, and then just looking to kind of inspirational other folks who have created um, awesome businesses. But yeah, it's kind of always growing. I don't really, and this might be controversial, I don't really love all of the, the business books, the typical mm-hmm. standard business books. So I can't really like point to one resource <laughs> like that. But um, yeah, I think it, unless I'm recommended something, then I'll, I'll try and, and uh, see why. But for me, I like sharing and so speaking to other people with like real experience and, and tips is helpful for me. So happy we got to talk more about all contracts and get into a little bit of the legalese. I think for a lot of the young women who listen to this podcast who may be hesitant to look into legal help, this chat should be really helpful and hopefully will give them some insight into this whole world of uh, online entrepreneurship. So thank you so much for joining me and I hope we can have you back on the podcast again soon. Yeah, I would love that. Thank you so much for having me. And if anyone has any questions about the site, um, our contact information is on there and I'm sure will be shared. So yeah, this is a lot of fun and I would love to come back. If you took something meaningful away from this episode, please consider smashing that subscribe button on whichever podcast platform you listen through and maybe even check out the ratings and review section too. If anything, send word down the grapevine. I really do appreciate it. And as always, please see the show notes for more details on today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week. This is Shmoney Radio. Is this thing on?